Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's podcast is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that is emotionally troubling and uh, very hard to talk about and it's not often talked about. It's kids and sibling loss. Unfortunately, and I guess uh, fortunately, from the experience point of view, I have that experience. And as most listeners know, my oldest son was a twin and his brother did not survive. And it was about this time last year that my wife and I told both boys that they had a brother that did not survive. And um, if you recall from my earlier podcast, uh, Christopher Clores was born too early and he didn't survive. And my wife and I wanted to tell our boys first so no one else would tell them in advance of hearing it from mommy and daddy. And as much angst and apprehension that we had and, you know, loss of sleep before telling our boys and actually preparing, you know, them, you know, getting some things in place and in case it went south, such as counseling options, their overwhelming response was, why didn't you tell us earlier? And that was such a relief for us. And they asked lots of questions. And I have learned that kids process grief, you know, uh, differently than I would have or my wife would have. And their grief comes from the point of view of a sibling death before they were born. And which is probably a little bit different because it's a little bit abstract than if, you know, their sibling was alive and they got to experience him and then he passed away. You know, we did have pictures and we showed the boys. They were sad and they asked lots, like I said before, they asked a lot of questions. And then the role of my wife and I has now become that of supporting the boys after the death of Christopher. And kids are amazing and resilient all at the same time. I'm, I'm simply amazed. And I want to share some personal experiences and tie them into a professional resource to help, you know, the understanding of this podcast. And the first resource is an online website called raisingchildren.net.au. And it's an Australian resource and is very, very much applicable. And, you know, some kids, some children, they may not even react to their sibling's death at all. And this is common. And it can happen when children don't know how to process their loss. And, you know, when a sibling passes away, children can feel any number of emotions, shock, confusion, sadness, anger, bewilderment, or worry. And, you know, children can demonstrate behavior such as crying a lot, temper tantrums, withdrawing from others, acting as if the death didn't happen, or asking where their sibling is or when the sibling is coming home, or losing skills. For example, uh, a young child might start talking like a baby again. Or you might notice that children are doing worse at school. That's very common, and I've heard that a lot. 
trying to do or be good at things that their sibling did, asking a lot of questions, you know, talking to strangers about death. And I'm going to stop there about the last two. So my kids ask a lot of questions about their brother. Whenever we have a practice, whenever they have asked questions, we stop and we answer their questions, whatever we're doing, my wife and I are doing. And they don't necessarily talk to strangers about Christopher, but they will talk about other people that are not necessarily close family members. And we told them that's A-OK. You can talk to anybody at any point about your brother. That is your right. And we haven't seen the next threat of reactions, you know, some physical and mental health reactions, uh, headaches, stomach aches, changes in their appetite, anxiety, separation anxiety, sleep problems, nightmares. These are any reactions that any adult would have uh, as well. And we have spoken freely with our boys, their teachers, their schools, and, you know, really anyone they've come in contact with knows about our family history in regards to the significant deaths in our family. And we want them to be prepared should the subject ever come up and they'll be comfortable and prepared. And, you know, I want to go into supporting, you know, children in the months and the years after the death of the sibling. I always recommend counseling. You know, your children will always need you and their support will change over time. And I've mentioned this before. If your child wants to talk, stop what you're doing, give them your full attention. Very specific example. So we were at church last week, the boys and I, my wife uh, was just coming off of work. And so she was sleeping. And in the middle of church, they started asking what Christopher's middle name was. And uh, they forgot. And it just popped into their head. And I stopped and I said, um, you guys don't remember? And they said, no. And I said, well, it's your grandfather's first name. And so they said, oh, it's Christopher, of course. And I said, yes, that's his name. So that's an example of stopping whatever we're doing and engaging them. And then next is giving your child plenty of opportunities to spend time with friends or trusted adults away from the family home. I feel that that's very important. And in a previous podcast, I had mentioned that we have uh, Meemaw and a people that live close by. We have a faraway Meemaw, as the boys would say which are grandparents. That's to say that my boys have a very strong support system that welcomes conversations about Christopher. Next, help your child recognize, name, and express their emotions. We were very keen on asking the boys, you know, how they felt, you know, what are they feeling? You know, are they okay? Please ask questions. Uh, Don't hold this in. And just kind of exploring that And then, you know, we read books about grief. One of the ones that comes to mind is one by Maria Shriver called What's Heaven. You know, we talked about, you know, what happens, you know, after someone passes away, because we are a very spiritual minded family. And this goes without saying, you know, tell your child that you love them. You know, there's a lot of things that go on. Children deal with so many things, you know, just reassuring them that you love them. We basically let the boys explore Christopher as they wish. We have a box dedicated to Christopher and whenever they want to see what's inside, you know, we stop what we're doing and we go and we visit and ask questions. This year, we are going to have a dedicated memento to the memory of Christopher. 
I think it's about time. Um, I think the boys are ready and they like talking about their brother and they call him their big brother because in all actuality, he was the oldest. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the financial impact of the loss of a sibling. And this is specifically related to the parents. In our case, it was preparing for a new baby, doctor's appointments, buying baby stuff, and everything that comes with bringing a new child into the world. In times like this, I never look at money spent as a loss, but an opportunity to get excited and learn something new. The financial impact is real and should not be overlooked. And there is no real way that I've ever learned to financially plan for a sudden death of a child. And there's an argument, and I've said this on, I wouldn't say it's an argument, but um, there's discussion about having life insurance on a child. And I'm not going to give any advice on this podcast. I would defer and speak to your financial professional. And I've had this conversation with some clients, and um, it's really what is in your best interest as a client and as a family. Do you need the insurance? Does it you know, make you feel better to have the insurance on a child. Um, there's all kinds of trains of thought. And again, the decision life insurance policy is to be made by talking to your financial professional for your individual situation. I hope this podcast was helpful and it gave you some tools and some tips in regards to child loss and um, siblings. Uh, the impact is real. And there's also a definitive financial impact. I appreciate you listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast or any others, please feel free to pass this on to any friends, family members, or colleagues. And also, please feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever your listening pleasure is. Cheers. Be well. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with Chris and or our firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any related information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section.